All right, another episode of Digging Deeper here with the famous Brandon Grant. I don't know. You are today famous to me, Brandon. Wow, thank you. Every episode <laughs> starts with, and another episode of Digging Deeper, but this is, this is a new year. This is a new year, 2024. Yes. This is our first episode. All acquaintances episode. be forgotten or whatever. Remember Pete talked about that? Oh, is... long sane. I, yeah. can't, I don't know. Yeah, He, he was, knows the words. I don't know yeah. the words. And as long as he knows it, then I'm okay with that. So. And we just say we just go with whatever Pete says anyway because <laughs> it's pretty much way it. smarter than us. So anyway, it is a new year though. And you started a new series called Non-Negotiables. Yep. Now you're going through uh, you know, several non-negotiables. How many again? Three. Three. Okay. So <laughs> let me ask this to start out. Why don't you give us a little overview of what this series is and how you really came about with the series and why you felt called to start the new year with a series on non-negotiables? The series is really just looking at virtues that I've made very prominent and yeah. at the forefront of my life for 20 plus years. And... I guess as I was thinking about how do we kick off this new year and, you know, every time you get to this point of the year, you're thinking of resolutions and mm-hmm. new goals and all that kind of stuff. And and I did. I had this moment where I was just like, I don't really do that. But I always think about these kind of traits that I really want to make sure mark my life because these three non-negotiables are my greatest strengths and my greatest weaknesses. And and so um, I just began thinking, I was like, well, what did it look like then just to cover those three in some ways just kind of open up a little window into my life, and also um, things I'm really convinced uh, that are anchored in Scripture that, that God would say these are really important. And Absolutely. so integrity and purity and honesty are these three non-negotiable virtues. We started with integrity yesterday, and I'll be talking about purity next week, or yeah. this week, and then honesty to close it out. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because you've kind of flipped it on its end, like you kind of mentioned. A lot of people would talk about new resolutions, and you said, no, these are these old pillars that I'm going to stick to, yeah. and I think we should as yeah. well as a church yeah. and as a people of God. Mm-hmm. And so you, you started, like you said, with integrity, and you kind of defined integrity for us, and you used this illustration, and you talked about these different pieces of the pie, if you yeah. will. Now tell me, that illustration, how did you come up with that illustration? Did you make that little, like... That, that diagram yourself or like, like I did, I did. Okay. I, I mean, I thought of like just how the, the word um, integrity means completeness or wholeness. Yeah. And so then the opposite of that is, is, is kind of this idea of compartmentalization or fragmentation. And so I kind of pictured pieces of a pie and different segments of the life of, of life. And so then I started to like try to think through what are those segments? And yeah. then I had this little wheel that I had drawn, how do I make Jesus the center? And so I, I kind of started to sketch it. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get this on a screen. And so uh, we have an incredible woman in our congregation, Mary West. Yes, who Mary West. loves doing just different projects. And I think I maybe came to you. She's a talented did I, artist. Did I come to you? I can't. No. Maybe Pete. I showed you someone my, my sketch. Straight to the expert. And I said, hey, Mary, can we make this happen? And then she got her husband, Mike, involved as well. Yeah. And ended up this, I mean, way beyond what I was expecting. I was thinking like poster board and something like that. But instead, she ended up getting like almost like pieces of wood and she painted it all and made this huge pieces of pot this these pieces of pie that all came together said Jesus and That's so cool. it was it was really cool yeah it was fun and so how, how did you get the whole worship band to orchestrate how to put that thing together because if anyone was out of place and I was like trying to look behind the puzzle piece like yeah. are they standing on top of each other like how are they doing this you know? I mean, that's just, we have some very talented people in our church. Shout and out to... Shout out to the band, to the yeah. singers. But um, I would say that's also, that was that was Mary's doing. Because mm. when I met with her and she showed me, hey, here's what I created. She said, I think it's probably important that I number each one of these so that you know how they fit together. And I was like, 
Yeah, that would have. I was just going to pick eight random volunteers. Could you imagine? And that would have been chaos. And so you would have had sus G. Oh my gosh, I don't even know. But um, so anyway, they were all numbered, and we met before service to make sure that they kind of awesome. could get it all together. Awesome. So it was fun. And then you opened by telling a story at Big Five. Um, yeah. Man, is Big Five still around event? I don't know. But I mean, it was two months ago. There you go. <laughs> it okay, maybe, maybe it still is. So, I mean, they're sorry probably, if you work for Big Five. They're but, probably not going to stay open if they keep doing the things that they were wanting to do with me. But <laughs> And so you kind of shared that story. Yeah. Now, I'm sure that there are some people in the audience that were probably like thinking to themselves, like, well, you know, I get your integrity and wanting to hold to that and be honest. And, but you know, the, the store clerk was actually trying to be like, no, 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 this is like, I'm trying to help you out with this kind of stuff. And they maybe even personalize that and contextualize it to their own situations. And and they probably wrestle with this question of how does integrity and sometimes just practicality or what is convenient or helpful or beneficial. How do you weigh all those things? I want to give you an example because I know it's something that, that you do all the time. I'm calling you out if that's all right. Okay, let's do it. I don't know what you're going to say. But Amazon returns, right? <laughs> Dude, I was already going to talk about that in two weeks, but go ahead. Oh, I, I don't want to steal that no, then. No, okay. go ahead, bro. Okay, it's I didn't your know show. You, I didn't know you were going to. It's your show. I didn't realize you were going to talk about it in two weeks. Okay, no, this is good. So, I was almost going to talk about it. This week, but I thought about an honesty. I was going to talk about then, but this is good. Integrity good, good. and honesty go together. So bring it. What do you, you know, got? You, you can revisit it in honesty okay, as well. Here we but, go. But you know, how do you balance when you know it's it's meaningful to to stick to what you would call integrity, but then what if it like butts up against what would be practical or helpful or even beneficial in other areas that you want to have a high yeah. value on, like I don't know, budgets and stewarding and things like that. If you don't know, the context is basically a lot of times Brandon will not a lot. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> like don't all even, the time. Don't even Every go sermon. there. That is bogus. This happened uh, two sermons okay, where two sermons. Uh, uh, the sermon where one of our digging deeper episodes we had the four gargoyles here, and yep, I had talked yep. about the shepherds, and um, I rented those gargoyles from Amazon. <laughs> rented, aka bought them with the intention to return them. Yes, okay? and then I also I am confessing on this. This is <laughs> at Christmas Eve. Um, I wanted to have uh, what looked like a book that I was reading, yes. and so I used a, iPad a case, cover. an iPad cover that looked like an old book that I, I didn't need after that moment <laughs> either. And so both the gargoyles and the book cover, iPad cover, went back to Amazon. Now, yeah, I said integrity is a faithful pursuit. I did not say his perfection. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have wrestled with this. I am not sure where the line is. And, and, and the truth is, at Big Five Sports, um, one of the things for me was like, this is my son sitting next to me. Yeah. And number two, like, I didn't pay for this. Amazon, I did pay for it. Yeah. I returned it and got the money back. And there's an option on Amazon that says, no longer needed. Or wanted. They created the option. <laughs> it's not your fault they created so, the option. So in one scenario, I was going to be given credit to something that I never spent money on, Yeah, which would have been like a form of theft, in my opinion, because I knew I didn't pay for it. The other is I knowingly paid for it. I saw the option and took advantage of it. So maybe I could say that was more shrewd. But to be honest, I don't know yet what I think about the whole Amazon phenomenon. Yeah. Because... I mean, they have options where you can like try on clothes and send it back in a week. And, and they all almost that. encourage you to. And they almost encourage you to. So yeah. like that one to me feels a little bit less um, integrity um, 
compromising, but I could be wrong. So what do you think? You guys, do you return stuff to Amazon? Um, yeah. Robert enjoyed Put the, in the comments uh, or something. first episode of the year throwing the pastor under the bus. That's great. Throwing, That's I'm not, great. I'm not That's throwing great. you under the bus Man, at I all. I believe I just, you just uh, did it. No. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, is that there's, and the reason why I bring that up is because there's so many different things in life where, yeah. you know, we will justify it and we'll call it something different, but it is compromise in some form or fashion, right? Yeah. Like I do it all the time when I'm driving, for instance. Like we have it built in like five or if you're in Southern California, 20 miles over the speed limit. It's okay on the freeway, right? <laughs> but like so. <laughs> it drives me nuts because I'm the one who drives the speed limit or five miles over and the guys who go 20, I'm just like, slow down. This is so dangerous. <laughs> I'm so sorry for the times that I passed you, Brandon. Yeah, you probably so. passed me a lot. My wife's even like, speed up. What's your problem? <laughs> and so, I mean, there's so many different things where we do those types of compromises here and there. And so how do you, you know, realistically, like, I mean, when you're like rubber I, I meets think, a row. I think a lot of it has to do with like um, the fracturing of morality or um, breaking ways with what the Lord has said is good. Yeah. And so I think that that to me, like, once again, the big five piece is like, I didn't pay for it. And to get store credit back for it is, I, it's not, I felt like that was a form of like lying and stealing because even though she was saying it, she was saying, it was almost like she was tempting me to say, just go ahead and say that this is what happened, but it really didn't. And you can even get, you know, benefited from it. Where the Amazon one is like, I, I don't know if I'm outside of like morality in yeah. that. Um, and, 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 and maybe some, it would prick their conscience more and they should be like, that's probably there. But I, I but I, I do think that one of the, at least in the most simplistic ways to determine whether or not this is breaking with integrity or not. Is this, is this breaking God's word or not? Mm -hmm. And if it's a breaking of God's word and I still figure out ways to go ahead and do it or justify doing it, then I am fracturing my own life. That's and, good. Uh, and I think yeah. that that's one of the ways that I go about determining. Okay, yeah. very good. Now, now, there's times when holding to your integrity actually has a potential to hurt somebody else, mm -hmm. right? Like there's, there's instances like that, right? Where you decide, you know, no, I'm going to stick to my integrity, and it ends up costing your family, you know, like some pain and suffering because all of a sudden you're having to fork out a lot of finances or you're having to do things the right way and not take shortcuts, and it makes you feel like you, you know, you end up losing out on certain things because you're not willing to take the shortcut and, and sidestep things and you want to do things the right way and stuff like that. How do you reconcile some of those things. And I think even David would sometimes like cry out and be like, why do the wicked prosper God, you know, and in response to this and, and yet the upright, the people that are holding to their integrity, sometimes they miss out on the promotion because they weren't cooking the books or yeah. they weren't, um, you know, like cheating the system or yeah. whatever else they had to pay extra. They had to suffer more, all those different things. How do you reconcile that in our culture here and now? And in like when it actually has consequences for not just you, but for people around you or that are relying on you? Well, I mean, I think in some ways you definitely have to have a long-term view of the decisions you make in the in the now. Like, mm. we're such an instantaneous-driven culture that we say, what can I do now to receive the benefit of whatever I'm choosing now? That's good, yeah. And, and integrity is a long haul. Like, it is something that's, it, it is a slow cooker. It's something that you keep making steady deposits over time. It, it's almost like compound interest. You make faithful deposits into a savings account that has compound interest, and it's not until probably you get to about fifty years old. If you've been making you know steady investments in this for twenty years, it doesn't start really rolling over and like just just exponentially growing until you hit probably that twenty or thirtieth year. Yeah, and and I think that I look at it in the same way with integrity. Like 
that the fruit of what I'm going to have or the fruit of what my kids are going to receive or my, my family or those around me, some of those things might not be instantaneous. But God willing, if I, I live a longer life, I, I do think the fruit of what God does through my life, I, I believe the blessing of, of what he'll do in my life or through my life, my kids, um, I think is like a compound interest piece. And, and I also look in the long view of of eternity. Like I do Absolutely. believe that the scripture says that so what like what that? has yeah. been hidden will be exposed, what's in darkness will be, you know, shown into the light. And so I am getting away with it in that moment perhaps, but I don't I won't get away with it forever. Yeah. And and not even and, and that's not a fear tactic. Like even when it gets exposed at some point, it's not for the sake of like you're going to hell. But it's like this that moment like I I want as best as I can to stand before the Lord and say you know, when he says, well done, good and faithful servant, that I know that that's not just, like, fake. Like, um, I know there's going to be grace covering that like crazy for him to say yeah. that, but at the same time, I want to know that over my course of following him, I began to more clearly see and savor his will, and that's what I wanted to live by. And the more that people in life do that, so good, man. it helps yeah. everyone else around say, this is the better way. Absolutely. And I and I just think that, that we have, we being Christians at times... Have have succumbed to this short term view of of holiness, of integrity, of formation, um, and and you can't shortcut growth. You just can't. And we've made it so individualistic as well, right? Yeah. Like we've made it about what's in it for me. And like, I mean, imagine if Stephen, for example, in the Book of Acts, like he, if he took that approach when he was being martyred, when he was being yeah. you know stoned to death because he was standing up and not willing to break his integrity about what he said he believed in, was convicted about when it, in regards to Jesus and who he was and and what salvation meant through him, like. I would argue, like, and it, when you look at the book of Acts, you really see Stephen's, like, death almost catalyzes this, like, dynamic movement that happens because it's like, man, this is, like, the proof in the pudding, you know, like, like they really believe it. This is, this is actually something that is really meaningful. And even today, like, people who, like, will try to, like, disprove, like, you know, the apostles and say that they're all in cahoots and they're just doing some kind of conspiracy to kind of, like, make Jesus's resurrection, like, seem like a real deal. They have to explain away why were these men willing to die horrible deaths for it. The only reason why they would is because they're holding to their integrity about something they really believed and they're really convicted yeah. on it. And it's it, it adds substantiation for generations. Absolutely. And yeah. and I think there's also a part that realizes like that's where integrity is not perfection and integrity is not always moral. Hmm. Like you can be integrous and be evil. Explain that a little bit more. Well, I mean, you can have integrity and be like, I hate people, and I go and kill people. And then you're actually You're actually about it. whole and complete in a sense of like, it's just wholly bad. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, so... Um, Shout out to John Cumby, by the way. We were having that conversation right before this, and I know that you're probably listening to this. Oh, really? We were actually talking about that right yeah. before the service, so... Yeah, so I yes. mean, there, there, it's, a, it's possible to live with integrity, but still have a lack of morality. Because you're not duplicitous. Yeah. Duplic yeah, you don't have... Duplicit. Du yeah, there you go, duplicit. You <laughs> You're don't saying have... delicious or something, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Robert's hungry. <laughs> I am a little hungry, but that's awesome. Yeah, no, you don't have any duality. Like, you're still being mm -hmm. what you say you are. Yeah, but you want... I think that's the the part of the, of the Holy Spirit within us and the following of the Lord is that the Lord wants our integrity to be marked by morality, ethics, and ultimately His holiness and His plan. And, and then that is the fullness of how we were created to thrive and to live now and forever. Yeah. So, well, and so we've been talking a little bit about the 
cost of of integrity and what it what it takes from you. You talked a lot about that yesterday as well. You kind of mentioned like, I want to let you know this is not an easy life to yeah. live with integrity. It's not an easy thing. Like you know, mm-hmm. which is why I wanted to dig deeper yeah. into it today as well. But what is the cost of a break in your integrity? Because I know from my personal experience, and I'm sure you know from your personal experience, no. that there is. <laughs> I'm the screw up, okay? Sinner, but uh, I'm the sinner over here. Over, sinner. You know, I've, I've had breaks in my integrity in my life. So uh, I'm just getting you back, bro, for the first part of the podcast. <laughs> you can ask me questions. You can out me about no, my ahead. stuff. But, you know, up. what is the cost of a lack of integrity that you've seen, like, in real time in lives, but also, like, overall? Like, what is the cost of, of, of compromising your integrity? I mean, I think one of the ultimate costs is a sense of peace and security. As I mentioned yesterday, yes, I, I that. think that, man, when you are not living with integrity and you know that you are different people in different environments and like you're constantly in maintenance mode of making sure that you're trying to guard and protect your reputation mm-hmm. and that becomes exhausting um, that you don't get found out. And insecure. Insecure. And you also begin to lack a security in your identity. Like, who am I really? Yeah. Right. Like I'm in this person with these people and I'm this person with those people and I'm this person in that environment, but I'm that person in that environment. Like, so who am I really? Mm-hmm. And when you live with a, a lack of security of your identity, that's that leads to despair over time. So I, I think there's a lack of peace. I think there's a possibility of despair. Um, I, I also just believe that um, I, I think that you are going to find yourself lonely because you're not going to be mm-hmm. trusted by the people around you. Because they're not going to know who they're actually trusting. Is this the Robert that I'm trusting right now who says they're going to, he's going to show up and he's actually here? Or is it the Robert that actually, when he was around those people, was talking negatively about me and I found out about it? You know, like, mm-hmm. so I just think that, that, the, that the road of lacking integrity will lead to some of these things of, of uncertainty, yeah. instability of identity, lack of peace, um, probably loneliness. Like, it, it just, I don't think it fares well overall over time. Yeah. Yeah. And it hurts others around you. Because Absolutely. they don't feel like they can count on you. And then people that are relying on you, when you have breaks in your integrity, it affects them as well. There's a yeah. cost there. And sometimes it's... And I mentioned huge. yesterday, it is... In the times that I have broke with my convictions and my consciousness of something, it is so much easier to do it the next time and the next time and the next time. And it's like just this little crack in a dam mm-hmm. and just a little bit of water starts coming out. But over time, then the pressure just, it, it gives going. way and it can explode. And I, and I think that like, and, and I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying that if you do break with your conscience or your conviction and, and lack of integrity in one moment, that it automatically is going to be this rupture in a dam. But it, it, you, you just don't have a strong security of saying, I'm not going to do it this time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's just easier to keep violating that. And, and so... I would just highly encourage myself and anybody like that in those areas, like don't think you're above that phenomenon and, and and try to stick with integrity more than the lack of it. You know, and, and and these three non-negotiables that you're talking about, they kind of all have overlap, right? Absolutely. So, so I know that we're kind of almost talking about honesty and, you know, those kind of things as well right now, but I have found that 
if I have a lie that I'm trying to maintain, there's often a bunch of other lies that are necessary to maintain that lie. Absolutely. And so it becomes this thing where all of a sudden you start a lifestyle of lying. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what you have to keep up. And that's what you're maintaining over and over and mm-hmm. over again to try to maintain this persona or the story that you've created. Yeah. And then you feel like you got away with part of it. And so it gives you confidence to keep lying. But then you realize... This is all about to crumble. And yeah. that is such an insecure feeling. Yeah. It's such an exhausting, like you said, like yeah. way of living. And I wonder like if there's a lot of people that are living like that right now and their freedom would look like just telling the truth, yeah. you know, and and being honest, not just with those around them, but even with themselves, with the Lord. I wonder if that would be a huge breakthrough for them. It's just having a moment of just yeah, no matter what the cost is, like like think long term. Let's see yeah. what happens with that. Yeah. Definitely. Now, now, uh, an example that you gave of this cost of integrity was you gave up your social media, right? <laughs> yeah, we've so, talked about that on here before, right? I don't have know. We? Have we? Okay, I don't I'm know. not sure. If okay. We have it's a lot of episodes. Okay. We're on like episode like ninety six or seven. I heard we're getting close to hundred. I thought we were over hundred. No, right, Ben? How many? Not a hundred yet. yet. Okay, we're, we're getting, getting close. close. We're getting but, close you know. to the century mark. So, so you gave up your social media. Yeah. Now, now I know that there's some people that were probably having this internal dialogue going on when you were talking about this, and were probably saying things like, "But social media can be good." Like, especially like other pastors will say those those yeah. same kind of sentiments of like, "Well, I mean, social media is how I connect with people, and how I, you know, stay relevant on cultural topics, and and how I can also like reach people. I can reach yeah. people digitally. Digital ministry yeah. is like the new frontier, and things like that." Are you missing? any of that no <laughs> <laughs> why are you talking about missing like like i'm longing for it or just missing the opportunity to reach people both i mean i i mean i guess i could be missing on certain opportunities i i would say that you know i i still advocate for rise city church's social media accounts to be used mm-hmm. to do the very same things that i was would have wanted to do, be done with my own personal media accounts. That's good. Um, but where I, and this is just, here we go, transparency, like yeah. where I struggle is um, if it's Brandon's private account, then I have all these other things that are popping up because of one, algorithms, two, clicks, mm-hmm. and other things that I just, I hated the temptation. I hate it. When it's, when it's Rise City Church... Call me weak, but it's it's a whole different level of like I'm not going to use Rice City Church's account to go look for something like yeah. that's just stupid. Like if I want to get away with it, I'm not doing it that way, you know. Um, and so for me, like yes, I may miss out on some personal opportunities to share because maybe they don't follow Rice City Church's account and they would be more apt to follow mine. But if they follow mine and see Jesus through it. The trail of where this is going to lead me, if I continue to have these stupid images pop up in my search history, yeah. or just in general, just clicking on something. Like, and here's the thing, like, and I and I am gonna call this out next week. People are full of crap. <laughs> in what way? They're liars. Most people have that crap on their phone, and they know they do. You don't even have to click on it. Initially, when you first start, like, I mean, I've been doing research on this. Are you talking about social media stuff? I'm talking about social media. Like, I'm talking about for males and temptation and females. I understand. Or the things that, if even if you fall short and you click on something, it it might be something, like, promiscuous. It might be something of, like, a shopaholic issue. Sure. You create these, you create an algorithm of vices for yourself. Uh Uh-huh. And so, all of a sudden, your search feed becomes just a feed of appetites. 
It's true. And I personally was like, I am not strong enough. I can't do this. And there's too much secrecy. There's too much privacy. There's too much compromise in my own life of saying, oh, just this little look, or just this, or not a big deal, or this comparison to this pastor. Like, I mean, I'm, it's not all sexually based, but I'm just saying, for me personally, it was, if I had the opportunity to reach someone through it, but I lost my soul and integrity in the process, God, God's going to fill that gap way more than me trying to like fight that battle. That's good. Yeah. And, and I think that that's the part that's, it's really hard. Do I, do I feel like, I mean, I hear stuff all the time, like, that's happening. I'm like, I had no clue. I'm like, I'm asking. And I feel like now after six months, I feel like I'm the weird guy. But I'm like, how'd you know that? Oh, yeah, there's that social media thing. Yeah. Um, but being with my wife is way better. I mean, just in not being with like physically. I'm just saying like, I don't have anything to hide. Yeah. Be able to look her in the eye and... Yeah, here you go. She asks you about something. Yeah. Yeah, here you go. And and I've had, and I'll share about this more this week, I've had lapses. I've had I've had... I went to therapy for a year and a half because of a pornography yeah. addiction. So this isn't, this is like, I'm an alcoholic, I've been an alcoholic before. Hmm. So I'm not going to a bar and drinking and be like, I'm just having one. Like, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And I have to live that way. And I know some people will hear this and be like, well, I'm not like that. Okay. But if your bank account shows that you constantly shop because you click and you can't get past it, like I'm whatever it might be, the notion of pursuing good for the sake of someone else, at the expense of your very soul, is a very dangerous lie to get caught in. Absolutely, it's good. So, well, that's what we needed to hear, I think, in a in a big way too, because I think a lot of people, um, myself included, like you want to kind of create these justifications of like, yeah. well, but I need this because it'll help me with this, and so then I can, you know, I can just have self control in this this part of this area over here, but I can use the good part of it over and here. There are and that's, ways in which you can potentially operate in that environment. Mm -hmm. There's levels of accountability. Yeah, so that's what I try is. to say. I say, I am not prescribing a complete, um, uh, what do you call when you like, like strike it. against social media, like sure. be done with it. I, I'm just saying like, for the sake of pursuing integrity, yeah. then ask the honest question. And if it's, it might be hard, but it might be necessary. And that's true in social media. That's true. If some people might have to ask that question in their work environment. Like, mm -hmm. this is killing me. Like, I'm making a good paycheck, but I'm losing my family because of it. Yeah. Do I have golden handcuffs that are actually yeah, like, imprisoning me from all of the blessing that God actually has for me? Yeah. And mm -hmm. if we as Christians um, were as grace-filled as we hope to be and as honest as what the Lord calls us to be in terms of bringing everything to the light, when we find those moments where there's a rupture of someone's integrity or there's a violation of something, I think we have oftentimes in our Christian culture pushed people back into the darkness, making them super scared to come into the light because they just get berated once they come into the light. Yeah, they made, get made to feel guilty instead yeah. of actually coming alongside and Praising God with... for exposure, praising God for confession and admittance and, and walking beside someone Absolutely. to say, let's get through this together versus like, Oh, you did what? How could you? What? Well, of course they're not going to come forth again so and ever good. share yeah. anything, you know? So, one of the best examples I was in a Christian fraternity in college, and I remember there was a guy who started confessing like he had an addiction to pornography. And then all, all of a sudden, a bunch of other guys were like, I do too. I do too. Yeah. I'm, you know. yeah. And, and we all decided as an entire fraternity house to cancel and unplug our internet. And so, because we were at the library. So we we're like, if you need to do your schoolwork, 
we're just gonna have to go to the library. It's very inconvenient, but we're willing to do it because we love you and we want God's best for you. And, was this and I, before cell phones or something? Yeah, <laughs> I was say, so, well, like, cell phones were um, yeah, you know, not as like smartphoneish as they yeah. are now. Yeah, yeah. I think I had the one that kind of like flipped around. You remember that thing, the Sidekick or I something? Do, the but QWERTY keyboard, or whatever yeah, something it was. like that. Something and like, so it was like those phones, like okay. that era. Yeah. And so it wasn't as yeah. You're right. There wasn't as much access like that. And so we were able. I was thinking today in a frat house, like, ooh, turn off the internet. <laughs> yeah, I still got, got five. Me, I still got five G. It's a great point. <laughs> I I just meant. It was yeah. such a picture of what the body of Christ should look like. Yes, that when absolutely. someone that someone brings someone when someone brings something into the light, instead of saying pushing them back into the darkness, I like the way that you said that. You know, I had to think about that for a second. But pushing them back into the darkness, you say, you know what? Then let's turn on the lights for everybody. Yeah, and then and then let's all take sacrifices of what could be beneficial and helpful, so that we can all uphold each other's integrity, so that we can make sure that we're preserving God's best for everybody. Yeah. like that's what the body of Christ should look that's like. Good. And I it's thought it was su- such an encouragement. So yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, very much so. Well, I appreciate your non-negotiable of mm-hmm. integrity. I'm looking forward to your non-negotiable about purity. Yeah. Um, I-, I should say looking forward to it. Also, like challenged by it. You know, almost it's one of those things where you're kind of like, oh man, I feel like I'm going to be confronted, and you are confronted with it if you're really considering it. Yeah. And so it's a little bit scary at the same time. I think you even gave this disclaimer. You kind of said. You know, you may even want to like think about it. You know, before yeah, you I come, mean, it and depend upon if you come, or especially kids. Like I, I'm probably gonna, I'm just gonna open up my life. Okay. And and I had this interesting thought today, interesting, frustrating, sad. I don't know. Uh, this morning, because um, I've been thinking of the series and thinking about yesterday, like integrity, purity, and honesty um, are non-negotiable virtues, and I realized. They're also they've been the most difficult things in my entire life of like feeling like I have a great track record in. Hmm. Like my greatest strength is my greatest weakness. Now, some of my greatest failures, I would say, come by way of not exhibiting um, Man, that's integrity, just battling in the purity fronts. And as I'll share in a couple of weeks, like, wow. man, I, I was notorious, especially when I was younger, for having an exaggerative and lying tongue. And and these things, it's almost like that God has given me this brazen passion to say, no, this cannot define me in the negative way, but they need to define me in the good way. Um, and so I think I also want people to have hope of saying, you know, in terms of even sexual purity this week, um, I mean, there is great hope and there's a great fight to be fought and it's yeah. worth it. Um, and there's incredible redemption that's found in Jesus. And even when you find the redemption in Jesus... You're still going to have some moments, and maybe a lot of moments, where you're going to be tested in that front. Yeah. Um, Man, but it needs really to be non-negotiable. Hopeful. It needs to be non-negotiable. Yeah. So, but the, uh, such a great hope to know that where you have failed the worst is where you have found victory the most. Yeah. Like that's only something that Jesus can do. Yeah. So. Uh, what is that song? The Give me faith, as I may be weak, but your spirit is in me, or something like yeah. that. Um, when I my flesh may fail, fail but you, my you, God will never. He, he I, never will. He never will. He never will. I, I don't butchered know. that song. Terrible. It's a great song. Go? It's a great song. We'll have I Ben sing it sometime. But your spirit's strong in me. Oh, yeah. My flesh may fail. Woo! But my God, you never will. Give me faith. Post. Yeah, yeah. We're done. <laughs> <laughs>
That was awesome. Right. Dude, that was best moment of 2024. Only moment of deeper, I'm digging deeper so far, man. That All was right. great. There we go. All, All right. right. Well, we'll see you next time, man. Look forward. Come this Sunday to uh, Brandon's message on purity in this non-negotiable series. We'll see you then, and we'll see you next week on Digging Deeper. See you.